Hello, my friends. I'm your host, Sharice, and you are listening to Dot 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 with Sharice, a podcast where you can join me weekly as I cover topics commonly involving my childless stepmom journey and my health and wellness advocacy. We'll cover topics such as how to handle a blended lifestyle, how to keep up with your mental and emotional well-being, what healthy looks and sounds like, and I'll often throw in some cool tips and tricks mixed in with some motivation on how to be your best self in the midst of any and all chaos. I want you to feel like you always have a helpful friend rooting for you. So take a deep breath, remember how amazing you truly are, and let's chat. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode with me, your host, Sharice. And this episode has a very, very solid place inside of my heart, advocating for yourself as a stepmom. And whereas this one does go out to all of my amazing stepmamas, this kind of applies to pretty much anybody when it comes to advocating for yourself. And I think when you break it all down and you look at communication and interacting with other people and setting boundaries, that that is how that makes sense why this would be for everybody. So I'm going to give you a little bit of backstory here. Like usual, communication and styles of communication differ vastly between my partner and I. For example, he comes from a very corporate world upbringing and from a generation that's different than mine. So in his life, he has understood and learned that he needs to be very quick and concise with his communication. So if I ask him a question, he is going to give me just the most direct and simplest answer possible. And I am not from a corporate background. I have a lot to say. I don't just always have cut and dry yes and no answers to everything because sometimes I don't really know what that answer is, so I have to work through it. He could ask me the typical female-oriented, what is it you want for dinner? And I could say something like, well, last night we had Italian and I know tomorrow we are having Mexican food because we have family coming in. So I want to try and find something in the middle. So let me think about it for a second. Now, that is not very cut and dry. That is not this or that. It is not focused at all. And it can sometimes cause a bit of a rift between us. But I think when you take a step back and you look at yourself and your partner, in particular in a blended lifestyle, and you understand okay, this person has communication needs and I have communication needs. How can we come together or support each other in this back and forth exchange of information and validation and gratitude and just general expression? So I know going forward that if he really needs an answer very quickly, if I can't answer him quickly, then I need to tell him I can't answer that right now. You're going to have to let me think about it. That right there is advocating for your version of communication. And 
when I first got into this life, I did not know that that was something that needed to be done in my blended life. And I didn't know that that was something that needed to be done in general, in life in general, advocating for yourself and your needs and your version of communication. So from him, I need to know that our communication matters to him. I need to know that he isn't just whipping back a very quick response because he can. I need to understand that he is taking a moment to actually think about what he says back. So that is my first step in this is understanding that you and me have different communication styles and it's not that one is right or one is wrong. They are just different needs and understanding that opposition is so important in advocating for yourself because you don't want there to be this, you know, this rift between each other because one person thinks that the other person is thinking a different way, if that makes any sense. Um, when it comes to advocating, there is a very vital reminder that people are not mind readers. And I know especially women struggle with this. In my experience, I struggle with this vastly. You you see it all the time in movies and in TV. People are like, oh, he didn't go get me this particular gift that I wanted. Well, how was he supposed to know that she wanted that gift if she was just dropping these vague hints? Sometimes there are some men or partners who absolutely need it spelled out for them. I'm not saying that there can't be surprises. There's a difference between saying, I want you to go buy me flowers and saying, hey, when you surprise me with flowers later in the week, it really, really makes me feel like you are thinking about me when you're not home. And I genuinely feel like you care and appreciate me. Those are two vastly different things, right? So we can ask for what we need without expecting them to mind read. And they need to do the same for us too, right? They can't just expect us to know what they're thinking. It takes actual thought and you have to be very, very adamant about asking yourself, am I doing the mind reading thing? Am I expecting them to know what it is I want? Are they expecting me to just automatically know? I have started to, in front of the boys, especially to set this example of asking for what you need. I have started to ask my partner, could I have a compliment? Hey, could I have a hug? I'm feeling this. Could I have this? Do you have a moment to sit with me and tell me that everything is going to be okay because I'm super stressed about X, Y, or Z or blended life something? Advocating for your needs and for what you need is so important. And if you've been in a blended lifestyle or if you've been in a relationship or partnership with someone for a while, I feel like it is perfectly normal to think that that person should know you, right? Like I, my partner should know that I like things like this or that I want this. But I feel like that sets us up for failure 
because they are their own person too and they are going through their own experiences. And yeah, they might know that, but it might not be what's at the front of their mind. So it's really important to just reaffirm in our life with people. It could be family. It could be friends. It could be brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, anybody, what it is that you're wanting or needing and how it is that they can support you. Otherwise, I feel like we just set each other up for failure, you know, in this expectation versus reality scenario. If we make it known, especially in the beginning, when we are laying down this relationship and we are setting these foundations, which I believe is probably in the first five years, <laughs> a lot of people could counter on me on that, but I feel like it takes several years to lay a good foundation. It's not a few months. It's not a few weeks. It's years of foundation laying. You have to make that form of communication absolutely vital. So that means teaching your partner how it is you want to communicate, teaching your partner your needs, what it is you are requiring, your boundaries, and everything in between. I am when my form of communication, my love language, is quality time and affirmations. Those two are tied hand in hand, and I am 0% in gift giving, like zero. I don't like gift giving. So it wouldn't make sense for him to bring me gifts. But because he does acts of service, that is his love language. So I have to ask for my love language. Hey, could you please tell me I'm doing a good job today because I'm feeling really low and I'm being really hard on myself. Hey, could you please take a walk with me later today because I really would like some quality time with you. I am teaching him these are my needs. This is what I require. This is what is going to fulfill me. And we didn't always get to this. You know, it's taken us years to work through this type of stuff. But I want to make one thing very, very clear. And that is that if you are struggling to have these communications with your partner, if you find that these are difficult to bring up or it always leads to a fight, there is nothing wrong with getting an outside source of help, whether that's a counselor or a therapist or some type of mediator, whatever that may look like for you. There is zero shame in it. I say that because my generation and the generation before me was always raised, I feel was raised with this idea that there is shame in needing help. You know, just you have to do everything on your own and or affection or I ask him for one of those needs. I am teaching him my love language. I am advocating for my form of communication. His first form of love language is he does acts of service. He enjoys acts of service and he loves doing acts of service. He loves if I go and I pick up a his favorite chocolate bar and I bring it to him. I know that that's a gift, but I'm doing an act of service. If I come to him and I say, hey, I cleaned the entire house so that you would have a beautiful house to relax in, he sees that as a form of love. And in return, he will come to me and say, hey, I did all of the dishes. 
that is his form of communication. That is how he shows me that he loves me and that he's thinking of me. And I feel like we are raised in a world that believes that if you have to ask for that type of help from a third party or an outside party, that you should be ashamed of yourself. And to me, that is just absolutely ridiculous. If I know nothing about how to set boundaries, then I'm going to bring in a professional who can teach me. You know, we don't just send our kids off to do some sport or something without them getting the proper training and the proper tools and the proper equipment. I wouldn't send my youngest into tackle football without pads and a helmet. I would go and take him to a professional and have them fit him with the proper tools so that he can go out there and do his best. That scenario can apply to basic relationships. You can't expect yourself to just walk in to a scenario and automatically have all the tools that you need to be able to successfully navigate. If you need the assistance, if you need those tools, if you need someone to guide you through that, I would hope that your partner would be open to it as well because there is room for improvement and learning on both sides all the time. There should be no one in the room who has nothing to learn. He constantly is looking for new ways to approach stuff and to learn from me, and I am constantly looking to learn from him and to approach things differently. There isn't any way to navigate just 100% perfectly, and that's never going to happen. It's, I mean, it's impossible. And one of the last points I want to make is... You can't expect everything, like I said, to go perfectly. Two people coming together with vastly different journeys. If you are in a blended life, your partner has been on a hell of a ride. And now you're on a hell of a ride. They have gone through ups and downs like no one can compare. It's it's insane. The ins and outs that they have had to experience and go through is traumatic. It is a it is a experience. It is something that they are having to overcome. And now you are having to overcome those things too. And we can't expect people to just go through it okay. We can't just expect you to have all these amazing tools and just be this most amazing, perfect stepmom. And we can't expect the partner to just be this wonderful and supportive biological father and partner to you and know all the ins and outs. It takes time and it takes education and it takes you making sure that your partner understands the burdens of being a stepmom. I had my partner start following some of my stepmom groups, or I would read to him messages from other stepmoms. I gave him a window to look into my life, to be able to see what we face every single day. I had him help create a safe space for me to be able to talk honestly and openly about my blended life, about my children, about the conflicts of a, you know, having a high conflict bio mom in the picture i made it so that he could understand 
that above all, I needed his support and I needed him to just be there for me. He didn't have to understand what I was going through or how I was feeling. He just had to make sure that I felt like it was okay to be me. He is on his journey. He has his traumas. I'm on my journey. I have my traumas. And when you bring those together, he is going to act differently than I will based on a different scenario because our past has shaped us in that way. It is completely about advocating for myself first and foremost and expressing what it is I need no matter what that might look like. Do I need time by myself? Do I need to take a nap? Do I need to take a walk? Do I need to sit down and have 15 minutes of uninterrupted venting so that I can get these things off my chest? Advocating for those and not expecting him to immediately know what it is I need because his his gears in his head are turning too. And if I'm constantly walking around expecting him to just get it and to get me, well, we did that in the beginning of our relationship and it was awful. It was really bad. It was, it was something I never want to repeat. So if I can speak up, I can advocate for myself all the time. And it's probably something I'm going to have to do forever. But I would much rather advocate for myself every day then go back to the way it was when I didn't advocate because I would be overwhelmed, I would be stressed, I would feel misunderstood and like I didn't belong. And that's no way for the lady of the house to feel. So if I advocate and then I offer him grace and understanding that he's trying to work through this too and we make it a priority to understand that I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, he's going to give me the benefit of the doubt and no matter what, We are going to work towards being together, coming together, and understanding that it is okay to be where we are. That right there, like that's everything that we need. But you have to advocate. And I'm telling you something that I wish I would have known. I didn't know that I needed to advocate for myself. I didn't know that I needed to tell him no I don't want to participate in X and Y. Hey, I need your backup support on Z. Or, you know, I need you to go. I just laid out some guidelines for the children. I need you to go reinforce that. You know, I said, hey, do, you know, brush your teeth, put your pajamas on, get yourself tucked into bed and we'll come up. I need you to go upstairs and reinforce that. I said it and now I need you to go and I need you to say it too so that it can look like we're on the same page, so that we are together, and this actually gets done. This advocating for who you are, your role, your position, letting your partner be your first line in all of it, it is, to me, one of the most important things that I have understood and had on this journey. So, I hope that this helps you. I hope that this allows you the space to grant yourself permission to advocate for yourself, even if it means pissing off a few people in the beginning. Just explain, I'm not doing this to be a terrible person. I'm doing this so that I can feel okay and safe in this environment and where I'm supposed to be. Advocating for yourself and being firm in that advocation and knowing that it is your right, it is your 
your divine right to advocate for what you need in all areas of your life. Stepmotherhood, you know, fatherhood, motherhood, in your job, your career, as a daughter, as a brother, as a family member, everything. It is your job to advocate for what you need. No one is a mind reader. Again, I hope that this um, helped you in some way. I hope you gained something from this. And I hope you have a beautiful rest of the week. And I will see you next week. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in today. Please don't forget to check out my Instagram at Coach Sharice. Click the link in my bio and you can explore and check out all the amazing content and resources I have, as well as send me any questions or messages. This is also how you can get involved in my private group where I will work with you and coach you one-on-one. Have a great day and I'll see you next week.